You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health. Healthcare as it should be. Here's Bill Klaproth. Increasing access to sexual health services and emphasizing sexual health education is a key area for improving the lives of many. And here to talk about Eisenhower Health's sexual health clinic is John Colbert, a nurse practitioner overseeing the sexual health clinic at Eisenhower Health. John, thanks so much for your time. So why is having a walk-in clinic for sexual health so important for the community? So uh, good afternoon, Bill. So for the community, um, you know, when they have a concern, oftentimes, you know, they have one thing that they're thinking about and, uh, you know, their options are to call their their provider and try to get in. And as you know, healthcare is impacted. So it's really tough to to get in. So if you have a, an issue currently and you're told we can see in a couple of weeks, you know, oftentimes that's just not sufficient for people. So then they begin to look at alternatives, which is ERs. ERs are way too impacted at this point in our nation, as well as urgent care. So, um, you know, all the all the studies will tell us that patients really look for a place that they can partner, uh, which is a, a walk-in facility. And so that's what we have here at Eisenhower is a walk-in sexual health clinic. Well, that is really nice. And John, sometimes people are concerned about talking about their sexual history or current sexual activity with their primary care physician. Why do you think that is? Well, I think many times you could look at this, you know, kind of two-pronged. I think a lot of times primary care physicians who focus on diabetes and hypertension just aren't always uh, trained in these sorts of uh, questions and uh, activities. So that being said, many times it's the provider who is not up to speed just simply because they, you know, they don't focus on this full time. Uh, so I have the ability to focus on this pretty much full time. So I'm, you know, very versed in this. And it's really important for me to then really assess a patient as they're coming in and, and begin to look at their comfort level. So the language that we use with a patient makes them comfortable uh, because we tend to, you know, assess where they are and uh, kind of go from there. So developing that rapport with them is, is really, really important because in this situation, as in all of them, it's important to get, um, you know, to find out what's actually happening. Well, that makes sense. And that focus and understanding on the latest information is so important. So speaking to that, John, can you tell us about STIs? A lot of people are used to hearing VD or STD. What is the term STI? So it's a great question. STI is sexually transmitted infections. And we used to say VD, and VD was venereal disease. We used to say STD was sexually transmitted diseases. That was really updated years ago to the term STI, or sexually transmitted infections. Okay, well, that's uh, that seems to be more clear and understandable on what's happening, and it seems like a better way to put it, the STI. So that's the term we should understand and know now. That's correct. Yeah, we're, that's the in all the literature and all the the STD, old STD clinics, uh, it's now referred to as STIs. So that's what patients will begin to see. 
And to me, that is more clear than venereal disease. To me, it's like, what does that mean? But sexually transmitted <laughs> infection, I get that. So yeah, I think it is I think much that's more clear. A, yeah, absolutely. And having the ability to walk right in without having to make that appointment three weeks out, that's that's really important, right, John? Absolutely, because when you have a situation where you're suspicious that you may have contracted an STI or you're just not sure, really, you know, people get really uh, worried. They get very concerned. And so they want an answer and they want an answer quickly. Uh, So to wait those two or three weeks, uh, you know, in the standard appointment time is just not sufficient for people. it's really beneficial for them to be able to go in and get an answer that day. Absolutely. That wait sometimes can just be uh, unbearable. So what types of tests do you offer on a walk-in basis? Well, it's interesting because in this clinic, we don't look at this as just a standard STI sort of a clinic, which is uh, historically how this has been done. We really take a look at Uh, we do a risk assessment. We find out what activities are an individual involved with and what sorts of things are they worried about and so on and so forth. So depending upon that, we actually will see people as a walk-in for gonorrhea, for chlamydia, for herpes, for all those sorts of uh, STIs that everyone's heard about. What folks have not heard about are things like HPV, Avoidance of HIV in using PrEP or using PEP, PEP being a post-exposure. If you've had an exposure to HIV, then you can be treated for 30 days and avoid getting HIV. Uh, You also have a pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is called PrEP, and that's an individual that takes medication on a daily basis uh, to avoid HIV. So things like HPV, PrEP, and PEP are an appointment, and we'll set you up with those appointments after you've done your walk-in here and we've done the initial assessment. So HPV is really important uh, to look at, and it's not something that's standardly observed. And uh, we've all, everyone can relate to the death of Farrah Fawcett. And Farrah Fawcett uh, had HPV anal cancer, and I'm sure was not aware until it was too late, right? And so those sorts of things are are discussed, and those are discussed during an appointment that's actually scheduled because it takes a little bit longer. So hearing you say that, John, is this something that we should all be concerned with, HPV, this testing? Well, HPV is very common. It's a great question. And so statistics will tell you that if you've been sexual with just a few people within your life, uh, yes, in fact, you know, we need to know, you need to be tested to see if, in fact, you know, you've contracted the high-risk strain. Uh, what's beautiful now is that we do have for adolescents, so folks that have not been sexually active, so people that have not contracted this virus, there's uh, immunizations that they can get. So most pediatricians are having that discussion now with their younger patients, and these um these immunizations help them avoid contracting these viruses, especially the high-risk HPVs, which could ultimately lead to cancers, yeah. 
Well, that's really good information. And speaking of the sexually transmitted infections, you know, being a judgment-free facility as you are, can you talk about the LGBTQ community and heterosexuals, particularly the 55-plus community who often have a resurgence in their sexual activity if they live in an active 55-plus community who may have multiple partners? You were just talking about partners and may think they're immune to STIs, these folks may not want to go to their primary care doc with these issues. So your facility, again, is very important to them. It's a great point. And, you know, just because you've attained the age of 50, which of which I've uh, much uh, exceeded that level (laughs) myself, (laughs) <laughs> there's, uh, you know, sexual STIs can be of any age. Uh, I have patients that are sexually active in their 80s that are, that commonly come to this clinic currently. And the beauty about this clinic is that we're open to, you know, everyone and all ages. And in fact, if you're sexually active, especially with more than one partner during the course of any year, you should be proactive and you should come in and be tested. Uh, 80 to 85 percent of some STIs give you zero symptoms. And so people oftentimes can contract these and not even know it and can be walking around and ultimately be reinfecting their partners. So not only is it important for yourself, but it's important for the health of your partners as well. That's kind of scary. So for someone who is of age, is over that 50-plus line, I guess of any age, really, it's good to get tested. And what would that test be? Is that for HPV, John? Well, again, uh, great question. But again, we do a risk assessment. So we take a look and find out, you know, what are your sexual practices? What are you What are you doing sexually? And based upon your sexual practices, then we would test you appropriately um, for the diseases that you would be at risk for. Well, that's really great information. And as far as the sexually active folks, for those at 80, as you mentioned, I guess there's hope for all of us, John, especially with the right testing, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's true. Stay healthy. Be proactive and know, you know, know your status. Be proactive and know. I love that phrase. That's awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. To learn more about Eisenhower Health's Sexual Health Clinic, visit eisenhowerhealth.org slash sexualhealth. That's eisenhowerhealth.org slash sexualhealth. Or you can call 760-837-8447. This is Living Well with Eisenhower Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.